Hi, it's Paul Bursey and welcome to HealthierLife.tv. I'm here with... Hi everybody, it's Warren Conley. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Fantastic. Welcome to our podcast today. On a health angle, how's your week gone? <laughs> slow. <laughs> okay. On the health angle, it's been slow. Oh, right. very, very little training this week thus far. Um, eating has been okay. It's been consistent. But the energy has not been very has not been very very high because I've just been just not getting enough sleep at the moment, unfortunately. Oh, talking about that, I had eight hours sleep last night. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We have sleep. It's normally seven or less. So it's like two two nights two nights for me. Eight hours sleep. It's like two <laughs> nights worth of sleep for me. Anyway, enough about our sleep habits. Anyway, um, today's headline is "Slow is smooth, smooth is fast." Now, personally, I love this phrase. Uh, phrase. I mean, it it comes from the U.S. Navy yes. SEALs, and it really it's all about doing things properly. That's the best way that I can describe it in my words. So what, what about you, Warren? What do you, without going into uh, too much of your private life, <laughs> um, what does it mean to you? Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Pretty much the same thing. You, know, you can't really digress too much from that unless you don't understand what it means. But if you understand what it means, it's you know, sometimes we just need to slow down and need it in, in order for things to progress quicker. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember things like simple little things like doing up your laces. <laughs> if you rush it, it all goes horribly wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> That's true. Take your Even time, today. do it properly, and you end up saving time. Yeah. <laughs> it's really Even weird. Isn't it? Yeah. 40, 40, 40, 46 years later, yeah, you probably know, maybe not tie much laces at the age of two, but yeah, thereabouts. 46, 45 years later, if, if I still, if I rush it today, I get it wrong. <laughs> it gets all muddled up. Like <laughs> my shoelaces. So yeah. what, what, we, what we're talking about here, what he's relating to is health and wellness, okay? Make, make no bones about it. But it relate it does relate to absolutely everything you do, um, whether you're studying for exam, whether you're in a professional setting, um, which we'll, we'll come to, as we go through, just to get the our point over, and um, look, the bottom line is we all rush things. Yeah. We all, if we can get a quick fix, we will use it, right, to save time. You know, a lot of the time we make the wrong moves and have to start all over again. You know, because we wanted to rush things. True. You can't rush painting. If you're painting a door frame, mm -hmm. you can't rush it. Okay, and um, because it becomes a complete waste of time, you know, and because you have to go pack, you know, and if you get it wrong, it's horrid. If you're using the right, you know, the right type of paint, you can't start all over again. In fact, it doubles up in the amount of work you've got to do. So it's better if you're going to paint a door frame to learn how to do it properly. And then once you've learned it, it's done, it's done for, forevermore, you know. But in health and wellness, I mean, as you know, I'm doing a um, – uh, quite a large course on functional nutrition and the whole thing is about clinical investigation right and it takes as long as it takes mm -hmm. you can't put a time on it because if someone comes to you with a with a, a 
an ailment, a challenge, a problem, something, some ob medical obstacle or physical obstacle they want to overcome, or they've got something wrong with them. You need you need to ask them a lot of questions. Now it goes back to our call the other day about asking questions. Yes. You know? Um, and what you want to do is come to the right conclusion. You know, sometimes I'm not do knocking doctors at all here, but sometimes you go to the doctor. They'll ask you some questions and they'll make a snap judgment and they will give you um, antibiotics or whatever it may be to deal with what they think it is. They think um, it is yeah. Sometimes you get good, really, really good doctors who actually take go the extra mile and they'll start sending you for tests and things like that to make sure it, it is what they think it is, you know. Um, and I've, I've, I don't know about you, but I've had um, instances of both. One way where something's been not rushed, but a bit too quick. Um, and other times when the doctor's really taken their time and thoroughly gone through everything as much as they possibly can as a, a general practitioner. You know, uh -huh. what about you? you have you, you found that? I have uh, two, two very critical areas of my life where I found that happened the same like that. They took their time. You know, one was when I had my, my toes chopped up um, and when I was six years old. And I still remember the doctor was, he just took his time. You know, he, he said to me, with me taking my time now, this is going to hurt you more, but it's going to save your toes, you know, rather than rushing mm -hmm. it. And then the other one was when I had, when I shattered my forearm, you know, I was actually quite grateful at the time that they took their time with operating on it and they didn't rush the operation uh, because if they had, it probably would have been, may have been a botched job because the, the doctor was fasting. <laughs> so <laughs> he was fasting and it was basically, I came into the hospital just before iftar. So for those of you folks that don't know iftar, it's when you're fasting in the, in the Ramadan in the Muslim, Muslim world, you know, um, when they fast for a month and then iftar is when they break their fast. Okay. And he was, it was around the time of iftar. So he was in two minds. Do I try to schedule him in for the operation now or do we wait until tomorrow? And I was like in two miles myself because I wanted the operation to get done so I could start to recover. But it was at the same time, in, in hindsight, I was glad that he took it slowly. He didn't rush the process because, you know, it, it worked out better for in the, in the long run that way. But, um, I mean, you, you can think, think about when you're driving down the road. You know, you're driving down the road, not that... Many of us get to drive around down the road that often these days. But think of it like when you're driving in traffic and you get some guy, in a, some guy in a, I don't know, maybe a Golf GTI or BMW 3 Series comes screaming past you, all right, weaving through the traffic. You get to the next set of traffic lights, okay, down the road, and who's sitting right in front of you? All behind you in a different line, which is yeah, behind you, yeah. <laughs> what you do is you just take it slowly, you just drink yeah, yeah. slowly, a composed manner, and you end up getting there either at the same time or even before them, as you say. So, you know, this is, and you mentioned time just now as well. We all, when we, we grow up, we age in the same rate. You know, some of us may be biologically older than others than our chronological age. Yeah, because of our health and things like that. So we may actually physically be older than we are chronologically speaking. But we all age at the same rate. You can't rush it. Yeah, and it happens in its own time for the right reasons. So But you I can cause you, but you can cause yourself problems 
you know, and, and age very quickly, you know, if you do certain things wrong. That's what I'm saying. It depends yeah. on your health. Yeah, on your health. Absolutely. Look, at the, the end of the day, we're talking about good stuff here. And, you know, there are no shortcuts in anything. I mean, if you're doing an exam, you can you can cram, and that works for some people. Um, I like to cram, but I like to do the work previously as well, so you get a double double hit. Um, you know, and but you've got to find what works for you. But when you're talking about health and wellness, there is no shortcut. Okay, you have to go through the motions. You have to go through, as you say, when I said the other day about having been a detective and having a an idiot list, which isn't an idiot list. It's a uh, it's you. you <laughs> This is what I used to call it, but um, it's to make sure that you can't get caught out when you later when you go to court. You've covered every base, yeah, right? and that's what you need to do in health and wellness. You need to cover every base because if you rush things, right, um, you can get it so badly wrong. And you, you're talking about reputation. You could be talking about being sued or anything, you know. So it's important that you know what you're talking about, and then you implement some kind of clinical investigation, which is obviously a series of question and answers and, 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 you know, you're going to go through and take your time and find out exactly what the challenge is. I've seen this happen many times in the past where people would come to me for a quick fix. You know, when, I used, when I used to work in gyms and things like that, and, you know, members would come to me and ask me randomly for like, how can I lose this fat as quickly as possible? I have a wedding in three months time and I need, I need to lose 20 kilograms you know okay well yeah <laughs> and I would never advocate quick fixes to them you know I would never say to them look yeah take take this yeah this is going to help you but other trainers would gladly do that and I can see I can see how it would benefit them in their own heads you know the trainer because now they that person's going to get a very quick result and they're going to remember that trainer's name or that trainer, that association. So they, they're going to go want to go back to that trainer. However, what will happen is like, and this is something that I regularly tell people is if it's taken you 20 years to put on X amount of weight, or let's say it's taken you five years to put on 20 kilograms, yeah. you cannot expect your body to adapt by giving it a fast remedy, a, a faster than, than natural remedy. And when I say natural, I mean eating correctly, exercising in a correct manner, getting the same amount of rest, just like you said, Paul, where mm -hmm. you're covering those bases. You know, you're taking care of yourself emotionally, mentally, physically, and everything. Now, when people take these quick fixes, they take some kind of a magic potion that's going to help them to lose, all right, they're losing that, that, that weight a lot faster than they should naturally because it's taken them five years or so to put it on. They need to take time to reduce the weight and then also to Again, take it slowly and maintain that, that new weight mm. for their body so their body can adapt. And this is part of being, taking it slow in order for the slow to be smooth. So the yeah, smoother right. it is, the, the better it is at the end of the day. It's less wear and tear on those tires. <laughs> well, you know, look, I mean, even when I change the marathon now, I can tell you that to become smooth and fast – Right, you have to be smooth and slow first because you're just not ready for the rigors of the extra training that you have to do later on. Uh -huh. You know, I mean, the be the best thing I ever did wasn't a race; it was actually doing 20 miles in training. And I tell you what, I sailed for it at my fastest speed, and that's only because of 
you know, all the work I've done over the previous 18 months. Mm -hmm. right? and, um, and it was easy. I've got to tell you, it was easy. But it wouldn't have been without those 18 months. So sure. that's what I mean by being slow. It's being about being consistent and sticking with it until you get the right answers. Um, you, you know, you can't, as I say, you can't take shortcuts. Well, there are ways to yeah. shortcuts, but even if you take a shortcut, you still need to go back and do uh, and track track your progress or track what's been happening. Mm -hmm, okay? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So you could, you know, you could speak to someone and they say, "Well, I've got, I'm getting headaches." Well, quick question: How much are you drinking? How much water are you drinking? So you could shortcut that part of it, right, and get them from that day to start drinking a lot more. Okay. But then you go back and, and then you've got to start again and, and go through it all. So you can take little shortcuts, but, but basically you've got to go back to the beginning, always go back to the beginning to, to make sure you get it 100% right. Because um, getting to drink more water is not going to hurt them. Okay. So, and that, oh, but, um, and what we're looking for is the right route to solve the problems, whatever, whatever they may be. And, you know, we all got, we all got challenges. We'll have to overcome things that go wrong. And um, but the biggest thing I see is people jumping to conclusions. And the classic example of jumping to conclusions is take um, when a police officer shoots someone. You see people jumping to conclusions, you know, and, and of course, the, the police way is to investigate it properly and, and look at everything, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, unfortunately, some people just want to cause problems because they just see it as a way of, of causing problems. But you, you just can't jump to conclusions because you may be totally wrong. And on top of that, because because people do like they 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 themselves would not everybody, okay, but those people that like to think in that manner will themselves take shortcuts invariably in life. And we all take shortcuts from time to time. Mm -hmm. And you know, when we think we can get away with it, we do. We're all we're all we um, susceptible in that way. Um, but they think then that in the case of a police example, like you've used now, okay, that the police would be covering that up in order to bypass that, <clears throat> that incident, where it's not mm -hmm. true, because like you say, the police will thoroughly go through everything that's happened in order to make sure that whatever the outcome is, is the real outcome, and it's not fabricated, it's not wrapped under, under covers and things like that, because this is what makes the police so, so um, effective, is, is their, their thoroughness. You know, the, the, the fact that they have to be thorough because they are accountable, not just to themselves, but to the public as well and to government and whatever else. Yeah, and because the, the other thing is, when you're around, around a bunch of police officers, what do, you, what do you think? I mean, they can talk about a lot of things. They can talk about going out for a drink and, and women and things like that. But what I'm saying is when you actually get down to work, who do you think asks the, the best questions? A bunch of police officers sitting around. You think you think if one of their colleagues has done something wrong, you don't think they're going to talk about it? Of course they are, yeah. You know, and and um, as I say, they're the worst ones for you know for for sort try will sort it out definitely, you know, uh, officially or unofficially, or whatever. But they will be the ones asking questions, and they they would be the people I'd want to listen to. It's you know? because and it's in their nature, isn't it? It is in their nature, and that, and it's the same with someone who's in the medical profession mm -hmm. who's of that ilk of that yeah, yeah. 
yeah, the, the, the way about asking questions and really delving deep and keep diving deep all the time until you get the answers that are required. You know, there is no rush. I mean, look, someone can come to me with a pain, with an ache, or a set of symptoms, uh, and there are protocols to be to be followed. And, that, and that's, you know, by taking time. You're following, it may be your protocol, but, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to go through these protocols to come to the right answer. And uh, also, if you can't work out what it is, there's a whole band of people, especially in the functional nutritional um, thing, and I've got, a band, you know, a board of people that I can go to and, tell you know, tell them exa exactly what, what the problem is. And if I can't, if I can't work it out, they will. Well, it's just it's just like yes, like yesterday. I I saw an article <clears throat> on um, about omega threes, okay, and the the impact of the DHA EPA levels, the ratios of DHA EPA. So for those folks that don't are not aware, you know, EPA DHA are two essential omega three fatty acids that that we require in our diet, and they were talking about the su supplemental. Um, aspect and if the if the ratios are not correct then it'll have a negative impact on our cardiovascular health okay or mm -hmm. our heart, yeah, our heart and so forth okay so i i i <laughs> i saw this article i thought that's interesting so i forwarded the article to a to a, a mutual friend and business partner of ours and he then forwarded that on to one of the doctors that we do business with that's on our scientific advisory board um, Dr. Paul Clayton, and he he forwarded on to him, and Dr. Clayton came back with saying that no, that's an old article and it's not really relevant <laughs> <laughs> anymore. It's not really relevant anymore, uh, and especially in line with what we're doing, you know, from a nutritional standpoint, it's not it's not really relevant. Uh, but the thing is that I took it slowly. I decided to 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 check it, to base check it, see where you know, and and then see if I can get some other opinion on it before making a judgment call on what that article meant. You know, and it was, a, it was a very thorough study that had been done. And um, it was done with 10,000, around 10,000 people. But, you know, it's, it's not really relevant anymore in any case, just, you know, in spite of that. So yeah, I mean, you, you, what, the thing is with the medical profession and nutrition and things like that, they're, they're well, definitely nutrition. It's a young science, mm -hmm. you know. What, 60, 70 years old? I don't know. I mean, maybe it's a little bit longer. But, um, you know, so it's always moving. Everything's moving. So, you know, whereas you could give uh, some kind of diagnosis to someone, it could be tweaked another week down the road, and they might add something else in that helps even more, you know. So it's, um, it's important that we get things right at the time. At the time. At the time, because it can, as I say, it can change. But uh, think of a sniper. Think what, 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 what? I say that because this really comes from from, from snipe to being a sniper and the Navy SEALs. So slow is smooth, smooth is fast. So, what do you think some of the attributes would be for 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 someone who is a sniper? And we can adapt it to whatever we're doing. Yeah, sure. Um, well, patience is a major factor in, yeah, involved. Absolutely. Okay, so there's a lot of lot of waiting involved, and and also moving. Sometimes snipers have to move, so they need to be able to move very slowly, very cautiously, and without being noticed, because they're a sniper at the end of the day. So they they've got to be very wary and 
move as sl slowly as they possibly can when they have to move. But the other, the other thing is that pulling the trigger. So if, if you've ever dealt with a firearm before, you'll know you don't snap that trigger back unless you unless you're in a in a quick fire situation. Mm -hmm. But if you're if you're a sniper and you've got one shot to make a kill shot, all right, you are gonna slowly move that trigger. That trigger's gonna move ever so slowly because the slightest twitch and you'll be off, especially if you if you're shooting from two miles away. You know, the slightest twitch and you'll be way off target. So that's one of the other things about a sniper is that slow is smooth and smooth is fast because that, that's going to hit the target quicker. You don't have to waste your rounds, but you've got to move that trigger really slowly. What, was that, what, what do they call it? Kentucky windage. <laughs> Kentucky windage. Yeah, it's from David Crockett and things like that. And, you know, whereas they know that the wind affected where the shot went. Oh, yeah, sure. sure you have to take sure. all that into account. And oh, you yes, can't, of course. You can't rush that. You yeah. know, you... Um, I, mean, I, remember, I remember. I remember in the military doing um, doing uh, firearm training. Okay. Now, bearing in mind, I could blindfolded. I had a. I had a semi. I had a, um, a semi-automatic uh, rifle. All right. It's a um, R four R four rifle, and I used to be able to blindfold it, take that apart, and put it back together again within twenty seconds. Okay. Mm. And we used to sleep with our firearms. It was that was our girlfriend in the military. Yeah, did you get a name? Yeah, I, quite, I, never, I never gave her a name because I didn't <laughs> want to become attached to her that much. But, <laughs> but um, no, uh, if I did give her a name, I don't remember it. But that was, <laughs> you know, that's how well we knew our firearms. So mm. when we when when we went to the firing range, uh, there was a classic classic scenario happened with me was. We would take into account the wind direction, speed of the wind, all of this kind of stuff. We were tra trained on that and taught that. And the results would come back and my, my percentages would be, now we were shooting anywhere from 500 yards and beyond, okay? And my results would come back at like around the high 70s. And I was like, that's, that's not possible. I, that's not possible. I know that my, I should be getting at least mid 80s to, to early 90s minimum. And they were like, no, you're a shit shot, you're a shit shot, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, that's not true. And then we tested the rifle and the barrel was bent. Yeah. They, they gave me a dodgy rifle to begin with, okay? They knew so the it, barrel, really. And the barrel was slightly bent. It wasn't on cue. And I knew because I used to I, – I took what they showed me because I wanted to do well. I wanted to do well as a snipe, as a, as a, as a marksman. And um, I used to take my time. I really took my time. You know, and it just never came back. It never. It, I didn't reflect in my scores. So, yeah. So, so one of the first things. I mean, patience is definitely one of those things, by the way. But um, um, one of the first things is being a keen observer. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to be able to scan mm -hmm. everything in front of you mm -hmm. and, and and pay attention to what you know to everything, all the details. Pay attention to details is is, is a huge one. Uh, awareness. Mm -hmm. awareness of your surroundings awareness of everything that's in front of you as well and you can't if you're a sniper you can't watch the back okay you are totally yeah. focused yeah so hopefully someone else is covering your back but um, um the, you've got to be able to make uh, make decisions based on the evidence that you can see or that you found out and have the ability to adapt well this this isn't this is another key thing is that 
make decisions based on the evidence that you have. So when if and I can I can say from the bush from perspective of being in the bush, but when you're in the bush and you're lying undercover, okay, and you're in camouflage and you're waiting to 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 spring a trap on somebody, okay, you're scanning the bush. But this is the same like I wanted to touch on earlier with studying. If you're studying for, for a course or, or exams or something like that, you do the work every day. Every day you do a little bit of the work. You do a little bit of the work. You do a little bit of the work. You do a little bit of the work every day. So then at the end of it, when you have it to come, you're coming towards an exam, you're now you're going back over everything, but you've been doing all that work prior. So now you what you're doing is you're covering the bases and you've and you're going through everything again. And it's the same when you're in the bush or as a sniper and you, you're looking for your, your, your targets. You scan. And when you've reached your range, you come back. Mm. And slowly, so that, that way you're covering your bases again. And this is, what it, this is another factor with working slowly is making sure you're able to cover your bases. So even in a business environment perspective, you start off. You know what you need. You get to know what you need to do. You identify what you need to do. You start. You do one one little bit every day. Consistency. Mm -hmm. Full set it. Consistency. 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 And that's that's slow. You you're not going to be fast being consistent. But what it will do is it'll get you to your goals much quicker than if you're doing stop start stop start stop start. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So patience. I mean, you you're talking about practice. You're talking about fine tuning as well with anything mm -hmm. you do. It's not just. Yeah not just nutrition it's everything you know it's um yeah and, and when you need to you seek guidance you know that's that's the old fallback thing isn't it there's always someone knows more than what you do so um yeah and if there isn't then you're in the you're in the wrong pond that's right absolutely fishing in the wrong pond <laughs> right we all want to get the job done successfully but how many times have you rushed things only to have to go back to the beginning and start again yeah and um Maybe we need to start with a deep breath, which I know all snipers do before they make the shot, um, because they need to steady their nerves, to steady everything mm -hmm. down, you know. But uh, and the other thing is that um, any professional will know you need to consider your options, right? Everyone's got options about what they can do. Um, and then you can go for the kill shot, as you say, as a sniper, or you can finalise or complete your investigation as a someone in nutrition you know um but it's always going to be open it's always going to be open-ended because you can add to it and improve and tweak and, and things like that so but this take all of this takes time you, you you can't you know i know it's a little bit different with with someone like um usain bolt who's doing 100 meters but what you see is the 100 meters he does to win the gold medal right but what you don't see are the nearly four years of training before that oh yeah 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 you don't see that and how slow they, that they was you. how slow that was getting there in the first yeah place. that's right and and then your peak you peak the idea is to peak at the olympic 100 meter final yeah that that's how it how it should be okay it doesn't always work out to plan of course not no ask yes. ask uh, ask uh what's his name um Atto bolden Asked, uh, yeah. You remember Atto Bolden? Nigerian runner. Is it no? Is he Nigerian or is he no, from Trinidad, Trinidad and Tobago? Yeah, Tobago, yeah. So he always used to peak yeah. just before the Olympic Games. Mm. Poor guy. <laughs> he was come to the Olympic. Finals. Still, wasn't, still wasn't enough. Yeah, but yeah. So he would peak just prior to that. So he, yeah, it's and 
there was even the New Zealand rugby team, you know, the the All Blacks. There was a there was for many years they just couldn't win a World Cup. Yeah, you know, they would be the most dominant team in world rugby for more than a decade. I mean, for twenty years they were they would be basically the most dominant team in world rugby, but they just couldn't win a World Cup because mm-hmm. they were peaking too early in each cycle. You know, and by the time the World Cup came around, they were undercooked. So they would peak, and then they would be undercooked by the time the the semifinal, quarterfinal, semifinals came around, because you know, typically the draws have been always very, very favourable for them because they've been the best team in the world. Yeah. And you know, then they would be end up being undercooked. But prior to that, they had peaked already before. So it it was a bit of a, a catch twenty two situation for them. And this can happen in business too. You know, uh, especially in our business, for example. You know, when when you when you're working when you're working in our in our industry, you need to look at it. It's imp- it's important to look at it as a as like a Boeing a Boeing a Boeing seven four seven. You thrust it off, you get the momentum going, but you can't burn all your fuel at once. You've got to keep yeah. the, the reserves going. So it's got to be controlled. It's got to be measured thrust, measured thrust. You thrust off. Once you get to altitude, you cruise, and then so you just have Apollo thirteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah. So it, it's the same thing as well. It's anything, as Paul said, anything in life. If you can take it, take it with a measured control, slow mm-hmm. it down, yeah, and then slowly build your momentum. Before you know it, you'll be running like hundred meters, like like Usain Bolt, but in your head. It feels like you you're going at you're, you're going at cruise speed, and yeah. I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure for those athletes as well that are running the hundred meters in the Olympics and World Championships and stuff like that. In their head, they're probably going so slowly because everything slows down around them. I think you know they are mm-hmm. so pinpoint focused on what they're doing that I think everything around them just kind of like they're able to bend the reality of time in in some aspects. I think in their head at least. Yeah, yeah. I just um, just thinking from from obviously doing my nutritional. Um, I'm into digestion at the moment, so that's that's the uh, topic that I've been just finishing up on. And um, you know, if someone comes to me and they have a, a digestive problem. Now, obviously, I'm going to work with them, and I will have intent and calmness. The intent is to to mm-hmm. to work through it with them and come to the right result, not a fast result, a right result. But I've got to stay calm and, and, you know, there's no rush here because you've got to, there's certain things you've got to look at when you're dealing with digestion and it starts in the mouth. Right? It could be something as simple as chewing. Mm-hmm. Um, then you down, go down the esophagus, come to the stomach, and there's, then there's other things that I have to take into account like the liver, the gallbladder, you know, um, and then obviously we've got the pancreas, we've got the small intestine, and we've got the colon, which is the large intestine. But there's another bit after that as well, and that obviously is when when you're um, excreting, you know, through the anus and things like that. So there's a whole string of things that could be affecting the digestion. And all I'm saying is, you're not you're not going to do that. You're not going to cover everything in, in one setting, you know, one sitting, as it were. Sorry, sitting. Yeah. Um, it's going to take time to find out what's wrong. Um, you know, and um, so so you know, same when you're doing a sleep assessment. You know, if you there's there's, I can think straight off the off the top of my head of thirty questions that I can ask someone about their sleep, you know, that I would go through, and um, 
I was, I was looking at one the other day, and they'd missed something off as well. I'm not going to say what it was, but they'd missed something off, you know. And um, and and there's other things that they could talk about as well, and it wasn't covered in there. So not only have you got, uh, and not only have you got to look at the person, mm -hmm. you've got to come from the back of their problem the other way as well. That's what I used to do as a detective, right? You used to, you used to. You know, you had your witnesses you need to talk to and you know, other bits and pieces, and you went through this idiot list, as I call it, all right? But then what I did, I reversed it all and started looking at it from the point of view of the defence team. How are they going to get their man off? You know, whether he did it or not is immaterial, really, at this point. But how are they going to get him off? What, are they, what, what, um, what gaps are they looking for in the police evidence? Okay. You know, from from that, I'd look at it and then, and it, it used to work during because, you know, obviously occasionally there was one or two things that they could bring up that you'd never even thought of. But generally speaking, if I did it that way, then I didn't have problems. I, I don't know if murder investigations do the same thing, but I know from my point of view I do, you know. And, um, yeah, so, it's, it's again, it's very, very important that mm -hmm. um, you – Whatever you do in life, yeah, you, you cover it thoroughly. It's very, very important. So, uh, of, of course, of course, it's important, but it's, it's not always. Uh, always done. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously not. It, obviously, it's not always done. It's it's seldom done, in actual fact, by the vast majority of us. But it's also, and it's and it's seldom done because it's not always practical to be done at the time you know what i mean in people's heads it's not always the right time for them and this this leads into many other factors like procrastination excuses accountability you know and then you know your time management you know which we, we spoke about on monday you know the illusion of time management and yeah you know, you've got to manage yourself before you can manage your time and as easy as that is to say it's not the easiest thing to do so I get this, and, and you know, Paul and I, we, we get the fact that the things that we speak about, like now, what we're talking about now, it's not, it's, it's not just cut and paste kind of stuff. It, this is unique for each individual. Yeah. It's the same as your question, line of questioning when you're talking about somebody with their health, with regards to health. You'll have a basis of questions to ask, and you're going to go through them thoroughly, but it's not, you're not going to have the same questions you're going to be repeating day in and day out with each 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 client so with life and with the things that happen in our life and everything that goes on around us it's not always conducive to the situation for us to be able to take things slowly and smoothly no that's all right so it, it is important to 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 bear that in mind and also then figure out what is a strategy that you can use so that you can be more thorough you can be a little slower in your in your um in your um uh, not actioning but your ah, actioning let's just say actioning i can't think of the right word right now and then straight work on a strategy for that but if if you're constantly rushing around and you're making excuses you're not being accountable to yourself and everything else that i've mentioned then you're never going to get there so you've got to you've got to be honest and open with yourself be accountable be honest, sit, take the time, sit down and figure out how can I make things work a little slower and a little smoother for us. And then if you can't, still, 
come and speak to Paul and I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and again, we don't have all the answers, but we do have some answers. And we, we don't have a we don't have a quick fix solution to anything. It's the right, it's a solution for the right time in the right manner in the right way. And then we will help you with that. And yeah, and we have access to people that are, you know, even better than us. Even better than us, far better than us. Yeah, we do. Wait, and think of it this way. Look, if you if you were if you were going to a heart doctor, say you needed a new heart or something, you know, in that area, um, or you were dealing with a brain surgeon. You make it sound like you're going shopping for a handbag in that yeah, area or in that area. Or you were dealing with an accountant or an engineer. The mm -hmm. one word that comes to mind is precision. Okay? You demand, we would all demand precision from these people. All right, because that, that's what's required. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the problem we have, there's a temptation to, to move hyper quickly um, at work. You know, whatever work you do, because the, the pressure's on some of the times, you know. Um, and it's the nature of people, isn't it? As you like my favourite saying, the nanosecond culture, the demand is rapidity, mm -hmm. right? They want people to be rapid as possible. The only challenge you have with that is attention spans are down dramatically. And cool, man. Yeah, and that's a and, major. This is going to be a huge problem as we as as this yeah. the, the younger generation <laughs> goes forward. I mean, it's a huge huge problem in the uh, the um, advertising world. You know, the, the attention spans. So you can imagine what it's like if you are a professional, and in some of those things that I mentioned, those jobs I, I mentioned. The um, the challenges that they face, and that, and again you you look at their then you have to look at that particular doctor his health his sleeping habits mm -hmm. his so it, it does have tremendous knock on effects and that's why we have to get things right you know and um, we're all going to make mistakes okay and that, and we have sometimes we have to accept that they're mistakes yes um, and being held accountable for errors that were avoidable, you know, and, um, but we must allow professionals to do their job properly and that, that you must forward them the time. And I, I said to you before, you know, they used to send me, I'd be working 6am to 2pm as a police officer and um, they'd send me to a major crime at half past 12 <laughs> or something like that. I'd come back at four o'clock. They hated it because you earned overtime from it, you know, and I did do it to wind them up. I've got to be honest, but I, I but I but I also had the other thing is I had to do a professional job for the victim. You know, so you always I just say, look, you know, if you, if you want me to do things, I'm going to do them properly. Otherwise, don't send me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yes. We I hope also that we don't ever follow the sheep. Okay, because there's a lot of sheep out there. That's why you see these pictures of all these white sheep with one black sheep in the in the middle. Now, I'm not saying be the black sheep of the family and all that type of thing, but what I am saying is that sometimes you have to make a stand. Yeah, just don't be the sheep that follows the herd, that's all. Yeah, don't follow the yeah. herd who rushes things. Yeah. So, uh, so um, yeah, apart from that, um, they, they use they... at all? Um, no, nothing else I can think of at the top of my head. <laughs> Right, I just, I just I noticed when I was doing my um, research, I noticed a few quotes. I just wanted to say, 
I wrote them down. Um, Napoleon said, dress me slowly. I am in a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> you think about it logically. It's right, isn't it? When you're yeah. trying to do buttons up, <laughs> it's like you can't. You have been in a rush and you can't do the button up. You can't just can't can't get it no, right. The, the worst one is a tie. When you're in a rush and you yeah, and you're trying to do a tie. Uh, a lot of people cheat, don't they? A lot of people have it already done. Something just. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but um, make haste slowly. More haste, less speed. Yeah, hurry up and that, that, hurry up and wait. That's that's like a very famous one from the military. Hurry up and wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Isaac Newton had one as well. You know the old apple on the head, yeah. gravity and all that. Um, and he was talking about the third law about equal and opposite reaction. That one. Mm -hmm. uh, the faster you try to go, the more pushback. The greater no, resistance true. you have to face. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you are going to get resistance. There's no doubt about it. But you've got to stand your ground, as they say. Well, as as um, as a as a very um, wise and universal teacher that I I listened to said. Action, action is is without doubt. Action, action is absolutely required, but effort is not. Yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. if if you take actions and in a slow manner and in a in a purposeful manner, like what Paul's t covering now, then yeah, then you don't need to worry too much about putting too much effort into it at the end of the day. Yeah, that's right. So, thing is, with health and fitness, there's no one size fits all. You know, we are all unique, and I know you and myself. We deal with people as individuals, and and, and that's how you have to do it. You know, mm -hmm. so uh, with that, unless you've got anything else you want to say, no, thank you. <laughs> no, I, know it's not, we, I know we're not talking about a specific um, illness or um, condition, condition. Or whatever, but we wanted to get that that over the fact that you you know to to actually to get to the destination. The outcome that you want sometimes takes a little bit of time and that's you can't rush it. That's, then that's the message. So, uh, and, and if, if you also, if you have no control over whether of the speed at which the outcome is going to, is going to arise, then what's the point in stressing about it? What's the point in take, trying to rush it if you have no control over that, the, the outcome of the you know, speed of the outcome? So it's, it's like, again, sitting in traffic. What's a, you, there's no point in getting stressed about sitting in traffic because you can't control it. So just let it be. Yeah, and just the, the last little thing. I mean, I know, I know it's not humans, but think of a um, a police horse that has to go to demonstrations. Okay, you can't rush training that horse. Okay, and he has to be used to noise and all this type of thing. And it oh, takes yes. same thing if you had a guide dog for the blind. Yeah. It's going to take time to train that dog. Mm -hmm. It takes time, time to train us, so, you know, it's just... <laughs> we probably take, we'll probably take longer, so... It takes a lifetime um, to train. It takes a lifetime to train us. All right. Well, anyway, have a fantastic week, everyone, and um, we'll speak to you soon. Enjoy. Arrivederci. Ciao. Bye.